Hey, Mark Sevy here with the Way Beyond the Music podcast, and I'm super excited to bring this series to you guys as we dive way beyond the music with exclusive artist interviews, industry professional interviews, tips, tricks, educational teaching. We're going to pick a topic for each one of these episodes that will air Wednesday evenings at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we're going to dive into it, dissect it. We're going to get artist input, industry professional input. Man, if you are a Texas music lover, this show is for you. So make sure you tune in, share it, tell your friends, and subscribe. Help us spread the word and stay tuned on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time for Way Beyond the Music Podcast. You guys are going to absolutely love this. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant stay. And away we go. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Way Beyond the Music Podcast. I am so happy to be here in the frozen tundra of Texas tonight with, and man, I really shouldn't even be talking. Uh, Let's just bring him on. Mike Rhodes, all the way, joining us from Colorado tonight, where normally I'd be like, man, sucks to be you. But actually, I think it's different, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, I'm glad you could make it for this very special edition. And what we're talking about tonight, y'all, this is, you know, all about the role of the songwriter. So we wanted to bring Mike on. Mike, I got to know Mike through the fact that he is a real songwriter. And by real songwriter, ah, folks, I know some of you like, so he writes songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's not Elvis. He's not going to get up there and shake his thing and do some craziness like that. I mean, he will, but it's not going to be exactly the same, right, Mike? Not without a little uh, alcohol, maybe. Yeah, 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 man. You know, there's there's plenty of that out there. But um, the the magic is and where people miss a lot of this. and, And the reason I love to bring songwriters into this, all of those songs that you guys have been singing for years, all of them probably probably safe to say you can correct me you're more versed than i am maybe 82 percent of those weren't written by the person that performed them if not more yeah i would i would say probably pre pre 2000 probably closer to 1995 percent and then mm-hmm. and now they're becoming more songwriter artisty kind of folks uh happening but yeah you, you're not you're not off there yeah, and I mean, my stats could be way old and, and dated, you know. Um, but I feel like I'm way old and dated some days. Yeah, I, I resemble that remark. So. Well, I mean, you know, I think you're looking pretty darn good over there, man. You got that good-looking website and got great songs coming out. And, uh, 
you know, you, you get to, to, to sprinkle your toes and dip your toes into Texas and have some fun down here with all of us. And, and that was awesome, man. And, and, and a nice ride, but I know because you told me, I know that you've got some other things that, that you're working on. But before we get into all of that and, and talk about what you got going on in the future and, and moves that you're making, destinations and doors that have opened for you, I want to start with your backstory sure. and just a, you know, a brief little history lesson about who you were, what you went through, how you got to playing music, how you met me went down that road that journey and also i want you to while you're hitting on that when you get to that that one point you know hit on what the songwriting has always meant to you and why that you feel like that that is that strength and and when it pulls you towards it because you're really good at it and then thanks to you we have a, a nice little surprise that we will uh let some folks take a, a little listen to it some stuff you've been working on man okay Sounds good. Yeah. No, I've, uh, you know, I've been writing uh, songs, doing music my entire life, you know, started as a teenager, had a little rock band going, uh, did, did that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, kind of, you, you grew up, you get a job, you start living life in that, that manner. So the music kind of got put on the back, back burner until my kids got, got pretty much done with high school. Then I started thinking, hey, what what do I want to do now? Now that they're they're kind of leaving the nest and whatnot, and it was like, hey, I've always been really really interested in the music, so I I started uh, writing songs really really seriously, um, going to Nashville on a regular basis and and getting in some really cool rooms there with writers and just really learning the craft so that I could uh, become a better songwriter. Initially, I, it was for better to write better songs for myself that I could perform. But then it, I, I found that I had a, a little bit of a knack for it. So now we're we're writing stuff and we're getting really, really close to getting some major, major cuts. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. And and, and that's the goal, too. Uh, you know, if you're going to do that, you, know, yeah. you definitely want someone to pick it up. And, you know, this most recent song that you shared with me, I think definitely hits that mark. And. I, I did get to share it with some very close family members of mine and, and they agreed with me that that was a very well-written song and it has a lot of potential to do something cool. So I am excited to see what that's going to do for you. But you, you know, you spent your life taking care of your family and, and putting the music aside, even though it was a big part of you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I meet a lot of artists that are like that in what I do. And I get it. And and there was points in my life where I put the music down, so to speak, to focus more. Sometimes you have to do that. You, you have to put it down just for a minute. And then you have to take care of bills and take care of family and do all that stuff. And it, it just doesn't go away, though, does it, Mike? No, it does not. And it's like, it's, it's like you're going to be <laughs> not stuck or trapped because we love it, but it is kind of a trap man you know you get sucked into that world and it's you know you, if you don't scratch the itch it never goes away and it causes other problems in your life is what i've learned yeah i yeah i, yeah, I kind of agree with that um yeah it just it was just one of those things where um i think i was meant to be a songwriter so i've, I've got, kind of got this working mantra that i i, I go under now and that is um, it's never too late to be what you were supposed to be I like that. 
And that's very true because we, we don't control what we do. We, what we do, but yeah, let me, let me back up, man. Cause someone's going to take that. So out of context, we are not in control so much of the final destination. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. I think, I think we have the free will and the choice to, to make our own decisions and do that. And I think that if we don't follow the path we're supposed to, that's when things get rough. Because I've noticed that when I don't listen to that little voice or that big voice, I should say, and I do my own thing, that it never ends up well. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm doing now. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I semi-retired in April and uh, now all the, the time that I've, I've got now from that, I'm, I'm putting all of that into music right now. That's incredible, man. Um, share with us some stories, man. Some some of your along your journey, some things you learned, some of the, some of your favorite moments, some of the the moments thus far that you, you weren't so fond of. I mean, that there's good and bad in everything, and this is way beyond the music. So I'm gonna open it up for you to to share with the audience and and, and let them get a little bit behind just the surface of what they can see on the website and hearing the songs, which is you know very moving, of course. But you know what I'm talking about. I I, I do, and I think the I think it's actually the same thing. The, the 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 worst thing and the best thing I think is actually the same thing for me. It was when when I got to Nashville uh, the first the first couple of times and started writing with some folks. It was amazing to me how much I did not know about the craft of songwriting, um, and, and that was a little intimidating, a little scary. Uh, would have been really really easy to just say yeah okay i'm out I, I this is not not for me but on the other hand i'm a bit of a competitive guy too so uh, it opened up a whole new world for me going oh wow now now maybe this is something i can really dig into and learn and and understand uh there there's a a, a massive amount of work i think that goes into learning the craft um and i'm still and i'm still learning i'm still learning every Every chance I get to have a session uh, writing with somebody, you if you're open to learning, there, there's something to be learned. So for me, it's kind of they're kind of both the same thing, right? It's that moment you realize, oh crap, <laughs> I've I'm in over my head, but hey, I'm in over my head, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dig myself out. And you know me well enough to know I've never had one of those moments, have I? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's really, really cool. So, and, and then, and then when you start learning the craft and then all of a sudden you, the, the light bulbs start going on in certain pieces of the craft. It's like, Oh, I see what they did there. I know how that works now. And, and so that, that's a lot of fun for me that, that challenge of about doing myself, if you will. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, uh, man, my, uh, I, I can't, you know, you and Paul and, uh, you know, even Chuck is, is, is honing his craft at the old songwriting and, and, you know, I watch all this going on around me and it's really cool to see, you know, and, and watching the music scene and get to see these, you get to see all of you grow and, and other artists grow and, and to think of where we start from and we just don't know, we think we know, and then we get doing it and we realize, oh no, I really, really don't know. And uh, what do I do? And I think that's the biggest thing about being independent, either as a songwriter or as a performing artist or recording artist. Right. You know, yeah, man, 
The big thing that I see that stops a lot of people that's, you know, I asked the questions. I was, I got a call from a client earlier today, brand new person, never talked to me, didn't even know really a whole lot about me. Right. The question was, you know, so, uh, just, so how do I get, uh, how do I get my song up on the chart to the top 40, you know, with, with, within this, this release, man, this is the one, this is the song, blah, 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 you know, that, and I'm used to hearing that, you yeah. know, I'm used to hearing that. And, you know, and I. Check, check. Is you? Yeah, you're freezing up on me, Mark. Are you there, Mike? I'm here. All right, man. I have no idea what just happened right there, but I apologize, folks. That uh, cut me in midstream. Okay, man, I don't know if this has anything to do with the storm that we're having down here in Texas, but I apologize for the interruptions, y'all. I've never had any problems with this before, so I'm assuming that might be what it is. We got a lot of ice uh, going on down here, frozen stuff. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. So, at any rate, basically just getting back to we don't know until we know, and um, everybody plays a role in this in this music scene. And the songwriter plays a crucial role. They, well, they do, and, and and I think I think the the folks that end up being successful are are not necessarily the ones with all the talent sometimes, but I think they're the ones that um, realize that that to get better takes some work. It, it it's like any craft, any any job, any piece of work where. To get better at it, you have to work at it. You, you don't know everything the first day, um, and and it takes a while to learn whatever craft it is you're doing. Right? If you're a carpenter, if you're uh, into woodworking, metalworking, whatever, um, you know you're not making you know high dollar things the first day in the in the shop. So it's the, those folks that work hard realize they need to grow. And then seek out those people that can help them accomplish that, that can teach them. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think I was getting at before the freeze, so to speak, on the stream happened. I was getting at the fact that, you know, the hardest thing is when you don't have the money. Um, and, and that's what I see people, you know, you talking with this new artist and they got a great product, man, a super great product. They have no website. They have no social media presence. They have no idea how to do it. They don't want to do it. And it's like, man, you have this great song here. And if you don't do those things, you will not make it. So you either got to hire somebody and suck it up and pay and get it done or do not release that song yet. You're not ready. Oh, no, I'm going to release that song. Mm. 
and then, and then that's always a sad thing is is um, when when people put let's call it you know the, one one thing about a song and a song is a product it's like a, a car or air conditioner or microwave right it's a product and if you bring it to market before you're ready to support it you're you you're, you're not going to succeed with it and so you've wasted that product if you weren't ready to to um support it. Yep, you're right. And um uh Michael out there watching left some comments for us and uh yeah, it froze up, buddy. And thank you for uh for commenting and letting us know because sometimes we don't see stuff like that happen from this end. Or we don't know audio dropped or or something happened. It looks great on our side of it. Especially these live events, they can be uh very interesting to say the least. And what I love about them is they're not scripted, they're not rehearsed. We're not FCC regulated, so if we cuss, we're okay. We're not going to go to jail or well, we might go to Facebook jail, but I mean, we're not gonna, <laughs> I mean, oh well, no, I've been there before. Yeah, and it's funny stuff, dude. It really is. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about you know what is coming up for you like major changes anything that you can talk about uh nothing you know super major changes i'm uh this first half of this year i'm going to be be in nashville a bunch writing um kind of kind of getting those um those pro rights going Um, i've been really really blessed that i've gotten in a camp where i get the opportunity to write with uh, some number one hit songwriters um, that have kind of taken me under their wing and uh, really helped me understand the the songwriting business, especially as it relates to Nashville. Um, I've been able to write with some up and coming uh, new, just newly signed artists. Um, so hopefully uh, some of those songs that we've been writing make it out to radio uh, on these new artists that we're doing. Um, and uh you know, just just really, really trying to get get some good stuff out. As far as the songwriting stuff is concerned, that's fantastic, man. Good, good plan. And uh, have you spent as much time as you're planning on spending? Have you ever spent that much time in Nashville? Would be my next question. I have, I have. And so, okay. you know, pre-pandemic, I was going. You know, when I was really trying to understand and learn the craft, I was I was in Nashville for a week every six or seven weeks. And taking as many publishing meetings and and uh, songwriting events and song rights as I could as I could fit in, you know, of the people that would hang with me. So, well, very cool. Well, I'm not I'm not gonna you know keep everybody uh, up on the fence for too long or anything like that. I know we've got a song that we could listen to, and I think that might help set a mood and and kind of create something. And when I first heard this song, and immediately, first of all, the first thing when somebody sends me anything. You know, I want, of course, I'm listening for production quality. I'm on the radio side of things, but I really like work tapes. And I'll tell you why. I love work tapes because it is the most raw emotion that you are going to get from that point forward there. It gets stripped out. Usually is what ends up happening. That raw emotion does. I'm not saying it doesn't get better. Of course, it becomes better. It becomes a more refined product. It becomes something that's, you know, commercial, that's marketable, that's sellable, that's, you know, that's listenable, that is going to really even touch people even more. But that first raw emotion tells me right away, man, this is a really good song. And if you feel that and other people listen to it and feel it, 
Wow. So tell me a little bit about this song, the title, why you named it what you named it. And... It's just the Friday night up, up there. Yeah. 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 So um, I had a, uh, a co-worker that was a good friend of mine that um, a few weeks ago passed away from brain cancer. Um, I got I got the notification. It was a Tuesday night a couple weeks ago um, that he had he had passed, um, and he he was from Calgary, Alberta. Um, and in his in his younger days, he was a a big time hockey player. I believe he was kind of on a fast track to make make it to the NHL, and then an injury uh, kind of ended that for him, and he ended up being an IT guy like me. Um, but that night after I got the uh, the word that he had passed away, I dreamed that I had I was watching him ice skate and I had never seen him skate before. So that that was a, a really unique experience. And then the next couple of days, I got this idea in my head that, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if if heaven was just always Friday night? That that, you know, Friday night is when we when we shift gears and we we get to be who we really are. We're, we're not work guy and and that kind of thing anymore. We're, we're really, I think, at, at, at home of who we are on Friday night. So I had this idea that it's always Friday night up there. And I actually had a, a co-write scheduled with a guy in Nashville that, that Friday. So this was a Tuesday. Friday I had a write. And I was um, explaining this same story to this guy. And I had never met this guy before. It was a, a write that was set up that I had never met this guy before. But when I told him the story, he he said, I got chill bumps, man, we have to write this. And so we, we ended up writing the song Friday night up there. Well, very, very man, the story, dude. And, and you know, you, uh, sorry about your friend that you lost. Um, I lost a, a brother-in-law to cancer and uh, I, I played the song for my nephew um, and uh, his mom, which, of course, was her brother. Yeah, his sister, I should say. Let me get my words correct there. <laughs> and uh, man, when I heard the song, I was like, "Oh man, this is dirty song." And that's it, that's how I presented it to him. Hey, I want you to listen to something that uh, that Mike wrote. And they were yeah. like, oh, Mike, the guy you, you work work with in the radio stuff. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Listen to this song. He wrote it with with another fella." And yeah, this is a, a really good song. So let's play it. Right okay. Now. Forever 17 
You'll always be a backyard bonfire dream. Your spirits in the glowing numbers dancing in the wind. And one day we'll be reunited. But until then, I know you're up there doing all the things you love to do. Cracking up the angels and lighting up the room. I'm down here missing you like crazy on a Tuesday afternoon. But I know if heaven's fair, then for you it's Friday night up there. Yeah. Whoa. past Mickey D's, bet your late night cop car hiding, just like we used to be, I know you're up there doing all the things you love to do, being the best damn friend we all ever knew, down here we see you like crazy, on a Tuesday afternoon, but I know if heaven's fair, it's Friday night up there For you it's Friday night up there Yeah, even Michael, even Michael says would love to orchestrate that song. Beautiful. Yeah, man, that is, dude, there is, that's a, I told you when I heard it the first time, what did I tell you, gold mine? Yeah. And great... then uh, to finish the story, um, the, uh, that, that song got played for the widow and she insisted that they play that at the service. And it, that was actually the last thing they did for the service was play that song. That was pretty, uh. I was able to, to watch it live stream. I happened to be in New York City at the time, but um, I, I watched it live stream, and that was quite a touching moment for me to have that. Oh, play. yeah, man. It, what it, what an honor, moment. too. You know what I mean? What yeah. an honor. Very much. Very humbling. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, it's not focusing in, of course. Not. There it goes. There we go. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's that dang virtual background. You got yours on too, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Uh, we put on virtual backgrounds because we care. Yes. Yeah, because we care. Because we care. Just like when we have to tune, you know, yeah. in the middle of the show and you're like, Jesus, man, can you just stay in tune? Please, baby, stay in tune for this show. This is an important show. I don't need you keeping going out like this, man. Come to stop with the G string already. Please stop it. Oh, my God. That was uh, an expensive lesson I learned back when I was performing. I had this thing about elixir strings. I loved the way they sounded. But on my specific guitar, for whatever reason, I heard other people say this too, that G-string always broke. No matter how many sets I bought, how many different gauges I got, it was the G-string every time. It was like a defect in that G. And I think that's because the other strings that last for like 20 years, you know. But that G-string... It was gone. 
Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to start a side project one of these days. Uh, I'll have to give you the story here. Uh, you know Nick, my guitar player. Yeah. He and I had gone to do an open mic at, at a place we were going to play, and this was several years ago. Um, but they said, yeah, before we'll hire you, you actually got to come in and do an open mic night. It's like, okay, fine, we'll do that. And so so we did what we do. And then the guy that got up next uh, was unfortunately not very good. And he had this this giant Gretsch green monster um, hollow body that he was playing by himself, no band or nothing, just banging this thing. And it was so out of tune and he was left-handed and the guitar was so out of tune, it just hurt my ears. So we we started calling him Lefty, his name was, was Richard, so we called him Lefty Dick. And we thought what a great side project would be to have uh, Lefty Dick and the Sloppy G-Strings. Dude, I love it, man. That's almost—I mean, that almost sounds like a porn title, Michael. What's really going on in Colorado, man? <laughs> right? I mean, for real. Though. But you know, it's a. Uh, there's been some. There's been some stuff that since you and I have known each other that you've watched go on. Let's talk a little bit about that too, man. Uh, from a songwriter perspective, and and stepping out, man. You had a lot of things that you had to do. Um, to get even get your your name in the hat in the Texas music scene, even though it's a lean in, technically because you are in Colorado and all that. But tell me a little bit about what that was like for you um, as an artist, like realizing that okay, hey, I want to try this out, but now I got to do all this extra stuff. Yeah, no, it it, it was a, a wonderful adventure. Uh, I, you know, I've got to say, you know, I give I give all the love and all the blame to Isaac, so that. Oh, oh, Paul Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Paul, I hope you're watching. I know you're not, but yeah. I'm going to make you watch this part of it. Yeah. No, uh, no I, I, I met Paul at a writing event in Nashville, and he and I became really good friends. So he uh, he encouraged me to, to, to try to explore the Texas market. He thought what I was doing might be a good fit. Um, so we I contacted Mark. That's how I met Mark was through Paul. Um Mark and I chatted a bit, and I think I think Mark felt like I had the the work ethic to give this a whirl. Um, and we did, man. We worked hard. We we uh, we got a lot of stuff ready. We we got down there and we played a bunch down there for well over a year. Um, but geez, we had a ball the whole time. It was a ball. Yeah, well, and it's it's not easy, man, because sometimes, and I hear this from a lot of artists, either out of state or artists that are, uh, you know, visit the state, tour the state, but it's not their home. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing that, that I hear is, man, I can make this money in my backyard, the same money, you know, but now I got to go to Texas. I got to, you know, pay yeah, for but it. I got to travel. I got to do this. And I mean, you can, there's a way you can do it on a budget and still have a blast doing it. But you know, you know where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of segueing to yeah. how can one, how can one of these younger artists, maybe somebody without resources or whatnot, what are some things they can do to save money? Um, if they've got to travel to another state to do a show, or if they've got to, you know, they start developing a fan base there and they've got to scratch that fan base's itch or they're going to lose them. Right. What are some things they can do to save some money? And what are some things that you learned of maybe not shortcuts, but, but just tips, you know what I mean? To help them overcome some of the things they're going to run across. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I ended up doing, and this was more just out of self-defense than anything, but, um, 
having a, a pickup, you know, topper full of gear, uh, leaving that in a hotel uh, parking lot was not, not something I thought was a good idea. So what I did, I when I would come to town, I rented a storage unit there in San Antonio, a gated, locked facility, right? Um, and so after every show, we would drive to this facility and we would load the gear in and then we go to the hotel. And then the next day we'd go load it all up and go to a show and do it all over again. Um, and then what I ended up doing was I decided to leave all that gear down there in that storage unit. And then we could fly in and do fly-in dates basically. Um, and then I, I rented a U-Haul truck, a U-Haul van to haul it all around, which was way cheaper than a car. Cause it's like $19 a day. Oh yeah. And I saw this firsthand y'all. It was freaking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, like it, and you probably could have gone a different route. You probably could have, you know, used points from all your business travel and everything and gotten hotel rooms and done this that and the other or whatever you know what i mean you could have yeah. used points for rental cars or whatever converted them and done all kinds of different things but man what a way to think outside of the box dude to get that handled and and do it efficiently right and so with and, and with the storage units right i mean it yeah you know it was uh when i first started it was about 80 dollars a month but what a cheap insurance policy to not have to leave that in a vehicle in a hotel parking lot well, aim into that, and not only that, not have to worry about transporting it uh, on the airlines, which we yeah. all know flying anymore is no fun. Yeah. I, I I avoid it. I mean, I, I haven't gone on a vacation because I don't want to deal with TSA in the airport. I, it, it's like the worst way to travel, man. I'd rather just get in a car and drive and have the freedom to enjoy myself. Right, and and so the, the reason I had decided to leave all, all the stuff down there was when we were prepared and fortunately or unfortunately the opportunity never really came up but i was prepared to be able to, to when when mark called and said hey we need somebody for here because we had a cancellation i wanted to be able to say yes i can do that and not have to worry about driving down yeah and that kind of thing so that was part of part of what i was working at too was um if it made sense to do a pickup show, um, I was prepared to do so. You, you know, the, the hardest thing is, is folks to understand what goes in behind the scenes of planning those trips. Yeah. You know, they, they see you perform for 90 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever you perform, right? You know, one set, two sets, three sets. Maybe you do four hours if you're crazy like I was in the beginning, you know, and uh, you don't know any better. And that's uh, that's going to wear on your soul, too, right there, doing those long, long shows like that. But um, you do all of that, man, and, like, it's over. The Actually, it's like my mom always used to say when she was cooking in the kitchen, you know, I spent all this time cooking. You boys devoured it in five minutes, and nobody left me to clean up the mess, you know? Yep. And, and, and that's kind of how sometimes folks might not know this that are listening and watching out there but that's sometimes how we feel like uh, you're kind of used and abused if you will yeah. uh, like man i put all this into it really thought this out thought, thought this through almost slept in my storage shed you know yeah. whatever but you know what i'm saying right yeah mm -hmm. I, I absolutely absolutely do and um but but that that part of the the business has never bothered me. That, 
that that I've always felt kind of comes with the territory. That's part of the fun if you make it so. It's like camping, man. Yeah, it, it's, it's like it really it's, is. It's the only camping we're going to get to do. Let's face it, because anytime anybody else is going camping, we are playing the show somewhere because it's a Friday, Saturday. Yep. Night. Yep. So that that part of it was always just part of the entire experience, and and I. Uh, I, I never hated doing that part of it, like breaking down and packing up after a show. Um, that was just, that kind of came with the territory. That was all part of the fun. It was almost like taking out your Legos and building something and then destroying it and then having to pick up all the little pieces that you scattered everywhere. Yep. And put them back in the box and, and take, go put it away for the night. Yeah, man. You get up the next day and get to do it all over again. That's when, uh, one of the things my, uh, my guitar player, Nick, always talked about when, when, when we jump in the car to get ready to go do a show, it's like, you know what? We get to make music today. All right. So I got to know, man, I want to hear the funniest on the road story that you've got from your adventures coming down here to Texas. The funniest thing that happened, the funniest thing you came across, seen, whatever it is. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you cannot tell me it was that boring. Something had to have happened. Either- no, I'm, sure, I'm sure it did, but I'm. The funniest or the most memorable? How about that? We'll make it easier. Boy, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to move on to a different question. I think I'm going to have to noodle on that one for a little bit. I know. I didn't give, y'all, I don't give scripts. So, man, anybody can hit that fastball now. I had to throw you a curveball there. See if you were, see if you're on your toes. All right. So, how about this? Best tip that you could give somebody that's thinking about um, quitting their day job or maybe they're retired and, they're thinking about starting a music career or, or either as a songwriter, a, a, a singer, songwriter, recording artist, whatever the case may be. They want to get their feet wet and get into the music industry. What advice could you give that person? Yeah, what I would say from a songwriting standpoint is um, don't be afraid to try to be better. And and what I mean by that is, um, you know, whether whether you're going to do country music or texas music red dirt stuff if you're going to do la pop or rap or whatever that that thing is that 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 drives you go to the places where they have the best songwriters for that stuff i think you and i talked about this at goofy's one time mark um is if if you want to be a country songwriter the best country songwriters in the world are in nashville you know if if you want to do pop music you go to la um you know, and then between New York and Atlanta and, and a few of other places is kind of, I think, where some of the hip hop rappy kind of stuff, where the really, really good writers are for that stuff. Right. So don't be afraid to, to go spend some time there to understand the craft and learn the craft better and, and get, get some of those aha moments that say, oh, that's how that works. And, um, highly highly encourage that and then and then be coachable right listen to what the people have to say most people aren't telling you stuff to to degrade you they're they're telling you stuff to help you um and then from the like the performing and uh you know the songwriting or the uh, or, or or like performing live right with an instrument with your voice whatever is you know, you got to kind of play where they'll let you to start, but, but work at being better, um, 
work at being better at, at, at what you do. If you're a guitar player, practice the guitar, get some guitar lessons, uh, learn how to be better at the craft of playing guitar. If you're a singer, same kind of thing, right? Get some vocal lessons, uh, get some people that know what they're doing and help you uh, to make you better. Because if you want to be better, that's what it that's what it takes is the work. Um, so you know you said something that's very important man yeah that is what it takes to make it work is that there are so many that don't want the lessons or don't want to take the time and it's just like they feel like they're already there or they just want to you know put maybe on a i don't know yeah michael said it best a thousand dollars in gear to do a hundred dollar show <laughs> you know i mean yeah but uh, it can be the other way too michael some of them have a, a hundred dollars in gear to do a thousand dollar show you but know like but they but, generally but, only get that shot one time yeah yeah you can really uh you can really put a damper in in the in your future plans if you're not very careful by by that right there yep that's a that's a very good point um, That's a great point. Hey, let's take a look real quick. Mike, tell everybody about this beautiful website of yours. Yeah, that's actually brand new. I, I, I rebuilt that this week. I noticed the changes. That's why I'm bringing it up, man. It looks yeah. great. It's really clean and, and easy to get and navigate and do all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, i am uh, got, got a little more work to do on it, but it, it, it's functional right now. Well, I mean, anytime you make you make changes, look, stay tuned. Anytime you make what I was impressed with was man that the clutter went away and and you you yep. got those great pictures in there. Let's see here, but it's it's the way and the reason I always do this. This is the current single out to Texas radio still. So do Mike a favor, do us a favor, and call your local or your internet radio station and request going going gone, going going gone, baby. And for now, I would encourage all of you to go over to the contact. And I posted a link to Mike's website down in the description to his Facebook page. So you guys can follow him and his journey. And yeah, man, what a, what a awesome, awesome deal, dude. I like the simplicity. I like what you did with the layout there. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's excellent, man. Yeah. Hey, Kara. Kara. Oh, Kara's in there. Hey. You're going to have to send that over to her. Well, you know what? We've got enough time. We can play it one more time. We have a few more listeners that weren't here anyway. And uh, I don't mind doing a rewind on that. And I'm sure anybody that heard it the first time is not going to cuss at us for playing again. It's a really good song or I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll take that. I'll take that lump. If anybody's got a problem, send me an email that you don't like that. I played this (laughs) twice. And uh, tell us a little bit about again. You don't have to go into as much detail. If they want to know that, they can rewind. Yeah. After the live. Yeah. So uh, a song. Uh, I had a friend pass away. A uh, colleague and a friend of mine passed a week. Uh, passed away from brain cancer a couple weeks ago. Um, I had a write. That was on a Tuesday. Had a write on a Friday. We and we talked about about this. I had a couple of ideas. Uh, we wrote this song. Um, and this song ended up being played at my friend's service. So it, it all happened really, really kind of quick. All right. Well, let's, it's a Friday night up there, right? Yep. All right, let's play it. Goodbye, 
flowers on a marker and candles in a room tributes in the hallway I'll sing gone too soon I know you're up there doing all the things you love to do running through the end zone underneath the harvest moon I'm down here missing you like crazy on a Tuesday afternoon but I know if heaven's fair Friday night out there. You're forever 17. You'll always be a backyard bonfire dream. Your spirits in the growing numbers dancing in the wind. And one day we'll but until then, I know you're up there doing all the things you love to do. Cracking up the angels and lighting up the room. I'm down here missing you like crazy on a Tuesday afternoon. But I know if heaven's fair, then for you it's Friday night up there. Just like we used to be I know you're up there Doing all the things you love to do Being the best damn friend We all ever knew Down here to see you like crazy On a Tuesday afternoon But I know if heaven's fair Then for you it's Friday night up And to think that's just a work tape, man. Yeah. I can like I told you the first time, I cannot wait to hear this thing when it's done and see who uh man, I, I, I had some ideas I threw them out to you and who I could hear singing that or who I'd like to hear sing that. Yeah, right. If you have an idea of because he's trying to pitch it to to a bigger artist, correct? Yep. You get a cut. And that's what we do in the songwriter realm. So I want to let you listening at home, if you can think of who should pitch that song, uh, go ahead and leave your comments down in the bottom. And uh, we'd love to see who you think uh, Mike should pitch that song to before we get out of here. Let's do that. For those that are in the chat, if you are watching this later on down the road and see it, go ahead and leave your comments too. And Mike, please come back and check those. And it'd be funny to watch the journey of that song and see what ends up happening with it. No matter what it is, it's a great song. But yeah, man, no, it, it, it's already superseded what a, a bunch of my expectations. Having that, having that played at the service was uh, quite a quite a deal. That alone, yeah. better than any number one or any big cut or anything like that. Because it, you know, when it's somebody close to you or a friend like that. And we get to use that magic that we have inside of us that, yep. man, sometimes it doesn't want to come out when we want it to either. And I know you've experienced that as a songwriter, too. Yeah. 
it's you know I'm, there's been plenty of times i'm like i really want to write a song i want i want i want and my creative side is like not now yeah no. not today no. or the creative side is like let's write a song and then the me side is that well i'm busy doing this i can't it's it's like this yin and yang good and evil battle yeah you know so yeah 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 oh that that's interesting michael says chuck brisenio I think I think we're thinking a little bit more of a on a higher like national yeah. level as who he's going to pitch to. But I could see Chuck doing it fantastic, knowing what Chuck can do with the song because I've watched it and seen it personally. I could see Chuck Brasenio doing an amazing job on that song. I agree with you on that one, on that side of it. But I think he's looking more like a. I don't know. I'd love to see a Stapleton version of it or a Wade Bowen version personally. Yeah. I think that would be a Wade Bowen version of that song. I could think of two or three of his songs that when I heard that song, I thought, oh, Wade Bowen could cut yeah. that. You know, that, um, the, the Stapleton Challenge is what I would call if Stapleton picked it up because I'd love to see what he does with that. Yeah. Um, Chesney would do a good job with that. Agreed, man. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I'm asking for the comments down there because... I couldn't think of a bunch of names, but a few of them just came right to the rip. And I'm like, I'm forgetting a bunch of people. This this could work for a lot of artists. Yeah. Trish, you know who I think you, you know who I think who I think would kill it would be McGraw. You know what? You're probably right on that one, dude. I don't think I don't think Keith Irvin should touch it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's 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 not up his alley. I, I just don't know if he'd deliver it the right way. He's got his own thing he does. Yep. Dude's sure. one of the best guitar players I've seen around the scene though. Yeah. Dude, that dude can he rips that guitar, man. Yeah. He does. He does. Well, one more time, where can people find you at before we get out of here? And we're gonna wrap this thing up. And I want to thank you so much for being on the episode tonight. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, Mark. It's uh you know, pretty much all things, MikeRhodes.com. You can you can find me through that. You had the website up a little earlier, so links to spot uh, links to Spotify, links to uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they're all on the website, but they're also in the description down here. You yep. know, I know how everybody is. We're eight second attention span people, you know. So climb on down to the description before you forget and go follow Mike on Spotify and Facebook. I got the links there and go by his website and drop your email address. And uh, that way he can keep in touch with you and let you know what's going on. And we can follow the journey of that beautiful, beautiful song. And thank you for sharing unreleased music with us right here yeah. on Way Beyond the Music. And thank your co writer too for the permission to do that. We appreciate yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. We definitely appreciate it. And we are going to wrap it up, y'all. And we will catch y'all next Wednesday. We'll be talking with Rich O'Toole next Wednesday. So that'll be interesting. I haven't caught up with him in forever. So I don't even know where to go with that. I better do my research on that one. I'm going to be like, uh, what do you want to talk about, Rich? <laughs> be at a little disadvantage there. All right. We will see y'all later. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody. Well, as they say in show business, that is a wrap. I want to thank you all for tuning in to Way Beyond the Music Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and you're an artist or an industry professional, or you've got something cool that you think you could teach the audience, shoot me an email over at mark at sebimusicgroup.com. That's mark, M-A-R-K, at sebby, S-E-B-B-Y, 
music, M-U-S-I-C, group, G-R-O-U-P dot com. I'll review your ideas, take a look at who and what you are, and we'll see about getting you right here on the way beyond the music. We'd love to have you. Hey, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and also go visit us and be a, be a Patreon. Go over to our Patreon site, and you can also get some really cool merch that's going to be rolling out here in the next week or two over at our online store. Check out the description wherever you got this podcast from for all the links. And we will see you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. for Way Beyond the Music. All right, Texas music lovers, we're going to catch you next time.